How's it going, my brothers and sisters? This is Steve Kitts. Thank you for joining us on During Bible Study Podcast. We'll open up in a prayer. Lord, Heavenly Father, we thank and praise you, Lord, for your wonderful grace and love. And we thank you, Lord, that you're with us and that these words, Lord, that you give us is something we can put in our hearts and use for your glory. Lift you up and give you the honor. In your blessed name we beg. Amen. We're really thankful and, and blessed to be able to get up here and be able to speak. And as we talked about earlier, we had a fire at my house. Uh, one of my my outbuildings, my shed, uh, was on fire. And you won't believe this, but my message is about fire. I was working on my message about fire. I see when uh, the pastor asked me Sunday night, he said, you know, can you speak Wednesday night? And I said, no, I got to work. And he said, well, maybe God will work it out. So I went from there and started asking my son to be able to work for me tonight, which he agreed to yesterday. But I had been working on a sermon that I thought God wanted me to use. And it was about Samson and his power and his struggle with uh, doing the right things and everything that Samson went through. And I was really excited about that message. But today, as I was there, uh, this message about fire came to me. And I was working on this message. Uh, and then I got to be able to add to it because of the experience I went through today. Uh, <clears throat> so we'll be able to talk about Samson at another time. But today we're going to talk about your fire. In Luke chapter 3, verse 16, John answered them all, saying, I baptize you with water, but he who is mightier than I is coming. The strap of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and with fire. So that inspired me about the fire that we have inside. When you're saved from sin by believing in Jesus Christ to be your Lord and Master, He places a fire inside of you. Now go with me on this journey as I try to set up how this sermon came to me. Let me tell you how God works on giving me messages. He often gives them to me of something that I'm doing or I'm involved in or something that's happening. So like I said, I had a bad day. The enemy was trying to keep me from saying and presenting this message. But it will go out. My shed was burnt down to the ground today. The fire was so extreme. It was close to the house and you could feel it even standing at my back door. The fire is strong. The fire that we get inside of us is even stronger than any fire that we can face out in the world. I couldn't get near that fire because the fire took my breath. It was strong. And the heat was so extreme that it was hurting my body. I showed the pastor, I just noticed that my arm was burned up where I had got close to it. I could only stand and watch as it was burning. The fire department did show up and thankfully they were able to put out the fire before it caused any more damage in their neighborhood. So I said, okay, what's my message here? Is that the fire is so hot? It's like the Hebrew children. I said, okay. The seven times hotter. That's a great message. Thank you, Lord, for that message. 
and being the worst thing that they went through. And that would be the worst thing I've been through lately. But God said, that ain't your message. That ain't what I want you to talk about. And I said, okay. The fire is hot. It's all over me. And if you stand too close, then you get burned. It's hot, and it hurts to even stand near it. And my mind said, okay, get the sermon together about how hot that hell's fire is going to be. And, and warn people and let them know that there is an eternal uh, time coming where they're going to be standing before the Lord. How sad it will be that they'll end up in hell when all they have to do is believe in Jesus Christ. And how the day of judgment, we all will stand before God. And we'll all be changed into a new body. And then we'll be separated. The sheep from the, sheep from the uh, goats. Thank you. And we all have a new body that will be eternal. And those that go to heaven will have eternal bodies that they can praise God with eternally. And the bodies that have never known sin will be allowed in that new heaven. Yes, even those that go to hell will have a new body. The body that is able, this body is not able to stand or take on that eternal lake of fire. So they'll have to have a new body that can't be destroyed. I had this conversation with a college professor earlier this week about how our eternal bodies will be after this life. He had a question, and it's an older gentleman, and I'm glad that he came to me that we could talk about it. But I pointed out about that when there's people that have been died that's been eaten by animals, uh, drowned in the ocean, even we have some that have been disappeared and nobody knows what happened to them. So why would somebody want those bodies back in their eternal home? I know they say that you're going to be changed and, and, and your new body is going to be able to go into heaven, but think about it. It says in the Bible that everything that was made will be unmade. This body was created out of the dust of the earth and then it will return. It also tells us in Revelation that everything that was made will be unmade. It will be destroyed. It will be burned up in the, the, the fire that's to come. So this new heaven and the new earth coming down will need a new body that's never known sin. The, and we talk about this and we'll, we'll get into it at another time. But the old heaven that's there will go away to make room for the new heaven because there was a battle that took place at that heaven. And God don't want us to be there in that place. He wants us into a brand new place that he has made for us. So the new heaven will be as pure and glorified as ever. So I said, great, that's my message. But God said, no, I've got something else for you. This message wouldn't be about burning in hell forever or a new body that we can worship God with. And I was thinking... Watching that fire burn, what could it be all about? What what can this message that you want me to talk about? And it was about the fire inside. As I watched the fire burn and I felt it burning on my skin and, and really I was in shock watching it happen. God was still talking to me and telling me, everything's going to be alright. I've got control of this whole world. So the fire inside just like the fire outside, as the fire moved from place to place, it was consuming more stuff. 
it was adding stuff to it to make the fire bigger. And the more they battled the fire with the water hoses, the fire seemed to move to a different location and, <clears throat> and keep going. So that told me we can add to the fire that we have inside. We can do more, like Bible study, outreach, and things like that to build the fire inside of us to shine a light, bigger light to the world. I said, great, that's my message. But God said, no, that ain't the message that I want you to teach about. So as I still stood there and was watching, God was talking and showing me about how bright our light can go. As that fire got bigger and brighter, also our light inside can be big and as bright, as bright as we want it to be. We can sing, we can teach, we can reach out to others, we can pray with others and meet them more. We can add things to think to our spiritual walk, like more than what we're already doing. The limit is on us and not on God. He allows us to do whatever we want to do in His kingdom, as long as we give Him the honor and the praise for it. I said, great, that's my message. And God said, no, I've got something else for you. So as I was standing there, the smoke came at me, and I started coughing. And I still got a little bit of cough now, where I was around that smoke and the fire. And it was about the smoke that came off. I was thinking, the smoke, you know, I could talk about the smoke. That's a great message. Now, no matter how you stand or how you move, that smoke seems to find you. Even if you got a little bitty fire out in a campsite, wherever you stand, that fire, the smoke is going to find you. So the message to me was, <clears throat> you can't get away from it. So you can't hide from things that God wants you to do. You can run from it. You can move this way or that way. But that smoke and that what desire that God had for you to do is still going to be there. And my mind ran right to Jonah. And we know how Jonah tried to run from his responsibilities and what God wanted him to do. But he ended up at the right place where he was supposed to be, performing the message that he was supposed to give in the first place. And he could have saved himself some heartache by just doing what God wanted him to do. I said, great, that's a good message. We have other examples in the Bible of people not wanting to do something, but they, when they did it, it changed lives. Like Moses didn't want to go speak with Pharaoh, but he saved millions of lives by doing so with God's help. So I'd love to talk about that. Thank you, God. But that's not the message that he wanted me to talk about. So honestly, at this point, I started thinking, that sermon I already had ready of Samson is looking real good right now. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to put anything down on paper. It's already ready. All I have to do is grab it and read it. But God said, no, I want you to put out something. So the message about fire, it's about your fire, about my fire, the things that God gave us, the eternal holy fire that he provides us. I talked to the firemen that was after the battle of uh, the blaze was down and we talked about the fuel, the three items that is needed to, for a fire to, to work and to go. It needs three things like the air and fuel and something for it to consume, uh, a substance of something. And I said, okay, that's great. That's a good message. 
You take away any of those things and the fire will die out. And as we were thinking, I was thinking air, okay? Air, we talk about, it, it fills our lungs with breath and everything that we get. Life is departed and it returns back to God. That's His breath. And biblically, it's, it's the breath of the Holy Spirit. The air of God, the Holy God, our Holy Ghost and the, the Spirit, the Holy Spirit, which are one, is what He provides for us. That fire inside of us. God provides that holy fire, the air of life, which is a component in that fire that can burn. The three things that are needed, and they work together to create fire. We see that we also have another three things that we need for this fire is the Godhead. God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. We need those for our spiritual fire to work. I said, all right, let's get started on that sermon. About keeping a fire while we're here on earth and how to make it burn and what we need to, to add to it to, to make it work. How we once accept Jesus, we get blessed with the Holy Spirit and how we have a fire burning in us that the world can see. We shine that light to the lost and dying world through that burning fire that's put inside of us. And we will add that part of the fire to shining bright and the smoke from it will spread out like a cloud to cover the world. The smoke that covers everyone and everything around your fire. We don't just have a fire and the heat and the flames that come off. It also has that smoke that moves around. And if you've ever been around, well, if you come up here smelling now, you'll smell smoke. I smell like smoke. I didn't have time to take a shower. Uh, and it, it's aggravating. It's on me and I can't get away from it. And so I said, okay, that's a sermon right there. Having something that uh, you can't get away from. Something that you've been tasked to do. You need to go ahead and do it. Just like that smoke, you can't get away from it. You're calling on your life to preach, teach, sing, whatever it is. Go ahead and do it because God will let you do it later. But he wants you to do it now. So it was like a relief to know that I had a message. Then I started working on it. But God said, no, that ain't it. I said, well, that was a great one. That was good. I like that smoke idea. And getting, you know, doing something then. And uh, not being able to get away from it. Do your calling because God told you to do it. But that wasn't my message. I said, well, God, I'm running out of ideas. Do you want me to go get to Samson? He said, no, that can save for another day. We can do that later. So as that fire and the firemen working on it was dying down, I noticed that they were grabbing uh, poles and they were pulling stuff and the fire would flame back up. There would be a pot or spot that seemed like it was out. And then when they moved something or shut things up, it started back up. I said, could this be my message about a dying ember? The message on how we leave and get away from the breath of God and take away that one part of the three things needed, the air of God, and take it out of our lives and remove it and try to get away from it and quench that fire and not be part of what God wants us to be. We know fire without air will go out. 
We noticed that the fire that was burning so strong and bright was now a pile of blackened rubbish. So as the firemen stirred things up, it was movement to get things started again. Yes, we can finally talk about a fire that almost went out. And all we have to do is allow the air of God to stir it into burning again. As long as we have breath in us, then we can make our fire bright for God again. We can burn to bright again for God. And no matter how it may appear or how the fire seemed to have gone out, the world might see our fire out, but God sees an ember that he can add to his breath and his power to it to bring it back to life. And I said, that's a great message. Thank you, Lord. And you know it. He said, that ain't what I want you to talk about. I said, Lord, I love that message. I can use that message. He said, no. So as they were controlling the fire, I looked and I seen the fire trucks everywhere, men everywhere, hoses everywhere. They were talking to each other. They were communicating. But there was a lot of activity going on. There was a lot of work to put that fire out. They had to work hard to put that fire out. And I thank God for them. So this is my message. For our fire to go out, for us to lose our walk with God, we have to put a big effort into it. We have to make an effort to put God out of our lives. Those that have walked away from God, they knew what they were doing. They did it on purpose. And God loves them anyways. God said, come back. I can stir up that fire in you. I can make you usable again. I can bring that fire back into your life. That you can change your surroundings. Those that you're uh, in contact with, that light that needs to shine, I can do that for you if you only come back to me. So that was my message that he allowed me to put in my heart and my soul. That it ain't too late to come back to God. God can use you. Even if you're a small little ember. A small little spark. If you've ever went camping and you build a big fire up before the night. And you let it burn. The next morning you get up and there's small little embers. And you go over there and you put something unconsumable on it. And you start blowing you put some wind on that fire, that ember, and then you'll see it put back into a roaring fire after a while. And that's what God's breath can do to any ember. All we have to do is bring it to him and say, God, it's yours. Do what you will with it. So as they were putting out that fire, I noticed it was a big effort. And it was a struggle. And not only the work that they did there, but they told me when they leave, they have to do a lot of work to recover. They have to stretch the hoses back out. And they have to refill the trucks. They have a lot of extra work to do that we don't see that they do after hours and after after a fire. But we noticed that God said, the fire ain't out. The, the person that you gave up on or the world gave up on, I can work with it, God said. God can change their lives. God can do things for them. And as one little fire went out, I noticed that another one would pop up. 
And then they'd go over and start working on that fire. It seemed like all day they were working. And it was most of the afternoon, but they were trying to put out little fires. And even after they left, one guy was walking around to make sure that they picked up all their tools and equipment. And there was still a little bit of smoke coming. And I asked him, I said, what about that smoke? Should I be worried? He said, well, go get me your water hose. And we'll take care of it. So we took extra time after everybody was left. We went after that last little bit of smoke and the embers. And he said the item was hot and would probably spark back up again. So something's never gone out. Uh, you know, it, it takes a lot of work and a lot of effort to put out your fire. And that was my message that God allowed me to, to put it out on paper. Another thing that you could do is stifle a fire. Uh, different files, fires take different things to put them out. And I didn't get time to put that into my message, but we know chemical fires require different kinds of chemicals to put them out. But the main thing is if you remove one of the three things that's in uh, a fire, uh, mainly the air, if you stifle the air, and we know air is the breath of God, if you take that away, then the fire can go out. But it ain't too late. Embers can be renewed and fires can start back up. And then all it takes is the breath of God. So that's the message that I had for you. And I, you know, I know it's sort of scattered here and there, but that's what God gave me. And that's what you got. So we're going to praise God and we're going to be thankful for it. So remember that the air is the breath of God. People have to make a strong effort to smother it out. That that feeds the fire. So don't lose the fire that, that you want to put out. God said that this message is what he wanted me to tell. The message about how much effort that someone has to do to kill out their fire with God. As we know though, you can run from God but you can't get away. You're going to do what God wants you to do or consequences. As the world will pile on more and more dirt to try to smother out your fire, you have free will to either do what God wants you to do or to give it up. He's not going to force you to do His will. We think about how much effort to put into destroying God's fire when if they could only add to it, it would be much stronger. And how it would change the world. God wants your fire to burn and burn bright. We are made to worship God. That fire that He gave us on the day of the Pentecost had changed the world. The Holy Spirit fire is alive and lives in each of the believers. I've always told you that you have as much or as little power with God in your life as you want. It's up to you how you do your ministry. You say, my ministry? I'm not a preacher or called into the ministry. Well, you're wrong if you think that way. Each one of us has the power of the Holy Ghost inside of us once we are believers. And Jesus said what he did and more we're capable of doing. Each one of us has the power of God in us and that we shine so the world can see how bright God is. That is a ministry. We are called to reach out to the lost that are around us. 
to be the one that shines light to those that we come in contact around who we're living with. It may be a co-worker, it may be a family member, but we are affecting somebody's life with our life. Accepting Jesus into their lives will change them forever. It will allow them a new home in heaven for eternity. If they reject the call by God to be saved, then they will end up in a place that wasn't intended for them, hell. Hell was made for the devil and his followers. God created us so that we can have a relationship with him. He wanted to walk with us in the cool of the day like he did Adam and Eve. Adam and Eve sinned and made that separation between us and God. But Jesus took that separation and sacrificed his life on the cross so that we could have eternal life in heaven. In closing this adventure, I want to encourage you to keep your eye on your own fire. It's up to you to make sure your fire is burning and you're adding to it and you're working on it. And you're keeping all the dirt and debris that the world wants to throw at you out of it to try to smother it. So, that's it. to take a minute to talk to you about Buzzsprout. Today is a great day to start your own podcast. Whether you're looking for a new market or a channel, may I suggest that you share your thoughts and your ideas with the world. And it's just so fun to have a talk show. Podcasting is very easy, inexpensive, and a fun way to expand your reach online. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, and many more. Within minutes of finishing each recording, Podcasting isn't hard when you have the right partners. And a team that they have at Buzzsprout is passionate in helping you succeed. They want you to succeed. Join with over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. Let's go ahead and create something together. God bless you. Let me tell you about a new product that you probably need to go check out. It's called Talking Jesus Doll at JesusDoll.com. If you use my promo code Steve Kids at checkout, they'll give you an extra 10% off. With all the woke culture going out affecting kids with cartoons and toys, they're trying to separate your kids and your grandkids from the family and from God. I recommend that you introduce Jesus to your kids as early as possible. That's why we're partnering with the Talking Jesus Doll. It's a plush doll that talks. When you squeeze the hand, it speaks ten phrases that Jesus said in the Bible, from the Lord's Prayer to John 3.16 and everything in between. With everything that's going on, it's important to introduce our children to the love and the lessons that Jesus had for many years. I love this product and so does everyone else. The reviews are amazing and kids are learning the Bible verses and using the doll to minister to others. If you have kids, grandkids, nieces, and nephews, this is a perfect gift for them. It could be for Easter, birthdays, and even Christmas. Teach your kids about the Lord. Go to JesusDoll.com and use the promo code SteveKids for 10% off. And God bless you.